With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Dr. Andreas Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. But what's Noom and why does Noom need a Chief Psychologist? Noom is a weight loss program that works with results that last. Because we know that changing the way you eat starts with your mind. With Noom's proven psychology-backed tools, one-on-one coaching, and flexible plans that emphasize progress over perfection, you'll have the tools you need to change your relationship with food. So sign up at Noom.com now and lose the weight for good. That's N-O-O-M.com. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Raw, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. So today, Nick Rolovich got fired over at Washington State because he would not comply with the state vaccine mandates, not the university. And it has caused an uproar. And now he's filing suit. He's going to get his money. No, he's not. Um, Lamar Jackson is Russell Westbrook. If you start talking about him and his abilities and his greatness or whatever it is, you are going to start a fight just like you do with Russell Westbrook. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Former Tennessee head football coach, he is threatening to snitch on everybody if Tennessee doesn't give him his coins that he feels like that he was entitled to. Uh, Donald Trump goes scorched earth on Colin Powell. This was so bad, I couldn't even believe. I thought that people were posting it and it was fake, but it's not. And Brett Bielema, former... Arkansas head coach, now uh, then Patriots assistant. He is now, he went scorched earth on his players 
and I thought it was gross. And he needs to like if if it were Mike couldn't couldn't be my kid. My kid would be in that damn transfer portal so fast. And not even if he wasn't talking about him, I'd be like, nah, this ain't the kind of guy that I want my kid playing for. That's just a fact. Um, and Ralph, he believes that Derrick Henry is Shaquille O'Neal and cannot be stopped. So we will talk about all of that. And um, but I we will start, though, with Nick Rolovich, now former head coach at Washington State University. And he got fired for the mandates and he went out like a martyr, Ralph. He was like, no, listen, I can, I've, it, it's out of my control. I, I applied for a religious exemption. They didn't get it. I thought I could still perform my my duties out in the community with boosters and recruits and all of this stuff without being vaccinated when that's obviously going to cause a problem for some people. And he decides that he wants to go out on his sword. He quit on his team. What were your thoughts, Ralph? That he didn't go out like a martyr. He went out like a moth. (laughs) He, He didn't. We don't know what his issue was. We just know that he didn't want to take the vaccine. That's it. And so, but we don't even know if personal preference is his cause. He hasn't said anything publicly. He never said like, look, I study the numbers with Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. There's myocarditis in, in people who are young and healthy or I've had COVID. Therefore I have antibodies. We didn't hear any of the like usual arguments that come up that actually bear some consideration and actually inject some type of uh, scientific reasoning. Um, we didn't even hear any of the conspiracy theory stuff of like, you know, this is Bill Gates, uh, is going to shrink himself down like an episode of Magic School Bus, go into Nick Rolovich's bloodstream and take over Washington State's play calling. We, <laughs> we don't know. And we don't even know if he's just like, I don't feel like it. We yeah. have no idea. The closest that we got was June Jones kind of ratting him out and saying, like, he's just stubborn. So we have no idea what he was standing up for. And if you don't know what somebody's standing up for, you can't say that they stood their ground. You don't even know what their ground is. That's a great The point. most healthy assumption that you can make right now is he didn't want to coach these kids and he knew that he'd probably have the opportunity for a lawsuit or something like that and try to maybe settle out of court or something along those lines. That's, that's probably your best guess because if he thought the vaccine was so dangerous, why would he encourage his team to take it? Exactly. Why did he stand up for them? He didn't do any standing up. He did nothing. The only thing he did was not go along with the with the mandate. That's it. That does not make for a hero's stance. There's nothing no, to respect you, there. See, now that that's a fair point, Ralph, that people aren't bringing up that. Like, what did you actually take a stand for? And if it were that big of a deal. Why would you encourage your players to do it? I mean, that's a legitimate question, right? Like, if you felt like that this was dangerous, then why would you encourage your players to do it? Because he wants them to be able to play football. And he thought that, I think at first he thought that he was going to be able to fight this. But I talked to multiple head coaches and assistant coaches. And they have both and they have all said, listen, they're not playing around with this vaccine. You're not going to be employable. Every single NFL coach is vaccinated. 
And damn near, like 99% of all college coaches are vaccinated. There are a couple of places that aren't requiring it, like that aren't requiring it for their coaches or players or anything like, like that. There are a bunch of places that are not. Well, a few, sorry, a few as in a handful. And Nick Rolovich and somebody I know on his staff, they were like, you know, this isn't fair. And we can argue about the fairness or the not fairness about it, but this is the reality that we live in. And we live under mandates all the time. People were were incensed when you couldn't smoke indoors anymore. People, my mom told me that when they first required seatbelt laws, people went crazy. It's my freedom. I get to do it. Yeah, but if your kid wants to go to school, they will require you to have certain vaccines. So we're used to this. So I don't know why people are acting like this is brand new. Right. And at the same time, as with anything, there will be people who take a stand or or whatever. Certain things you were grandfathered in, right? There's some vehicles where you don't need a seatbelt. But... This isn't this isn't that like this is this is a situation where we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're trying to make sure that it it, it doesn't spread. If you're a government affiliated institution, the government all needs to be on the same page. Yes. And for the most part, you know, a lot of people have pointed out the fact that, that, that this has gotten political. And I agree. You know, it's very weird to me that there are Republican states that are like like Arizona that threatening to take away school funding if you mandate mask usage and then you have like super liberal places like California and New York requiring teams that aren't affiliated with the government to make sure that their employees are vaccinated in order to be able to play the rules being different for everyone has done nothing to help the already present division in our country I'm not pro mandate as far as I know you're not pro mandate this is about money ralph i I just understand it is for what it is like that this is about money people want that that washington state missed three games last year the nfl had to move around its schedule and all of this yes there have been some players that have caught in covid but there haven't been there's not contact tracing like it like it was there's not been outbreaks at the same level that they were. We aren't even being threatened with games being canceled. This is about money in addition and in workplaces, people, you have people who own private companies saying, yo, you, you have to do it because everybody's experience with COVID has been different. You've had so many people that have gotten COVID had mild symptoms and they're like, yo, it's no big deal. You've had people who've had who've had terrible experiences or have had family members die or get super sick or have post health consequences. And these are the, and so you're going to have people react differently to it. They're like, yo, I had COVID. It was no big deal. You guys are exaggerating. This, This is nothing. But then other people is totally different for, and that makes it hard for people to respect people's opinion. Prime example. I told you yesterday, That I remember when I was in college and I used to see NBA players out with back spasms, you know, Scottie Pippen or whoever. I used to be like, dude, this dude's so weak. He's out with back spasms. Are you kidding me for like three, four days? 
and then let me have two back surgeries and have back spasms. And I'm like, oh, oh, the reason why you can't <laughs> play with back spasms is because you can't play with back spasms. You can't walk. You can't do any of this stuff. And then same thing with Deion Sanders. When he wasn't playing for a while because he had turf toe, I was like, bro. And I was in the league. It was my rookie year, I remember. I was like, Deion Sanders, the Deion Sanders, who we're, we were supposed to play against this week, is out with turf toe? Man, I thought this dude was a tough guy. He's so weak. Man, I got a mild case of turf toe. And I said, oh, I oh, So if this is what a mild case feels like, oh, the reason why you can't play with turf toe is because you can't play with turf toe. It's freaking, if you have a bad case, bro, I understand it. It's like playing with gout. So, <laughs> mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I would say that it, don't make Nick Rolovich a hero. Even if you're on the other side of this vaccine thing, don't make Nick Rolovich a hero until you know what what it is that you're supporting. Right. If if this is somebody who has decided to carry the cross uh, for for, you know, the, the, the people who are anti mandate and don't want to be told what to do the, the way that Kyrie Irving is supposedly, you know, the path that he's embarked on. Um, that's one thing. But if if Nick Rolovich thinks that the vaccine is a mix of ketchup and mustard, that's going to alter your DNA. <laughs> then he's just another crazy person who's been beholden to, who doesn't have the critical critical thinking skills to not get caught up in conspiracy theories. And then also doesn't have the backbone to stand up for his players. If that's something that he truly believes, if he really thought the vaccine was dangerous, he'd be an evangelist, not somebody who is just a conscientious objector. He would be telling people not to get the vaccine, especially these players and assistant coaches that he's supposed to be a, a caretaker for. He hasn't taken a stance yet, so don't applaud his stance. All he's done That's is lost his job. Point. That's it. Bruh. See, I think people need to look at it at this way a little bit bit more. We're still in wait and see mode. In turn, but I still say he quit on his team. Because they are, and this is a school, a unique situation. They've had two players die in the last three years. Two players die. They have had a pandemic. And now their third coaching change, this isn't fair to them. And the fact that he let them get it and then just walked out the door, dude, I, it, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, if he's and, a martyr... If he's a martyr, he's a suicide bomber. That's yeah. the type of martyr. Because, martyr but he is. the thing is, the kids like him though. Like that's the other is thing. It, I think he's. They, I also think he's a great coach. Yeah, I think he's deprived them of a very good coach, the yep. perfect coach coach for that team in that town as well. Yep, absolutely. All right, the next thing up, Lamar Jackson, who is an NFL MVP. If you get to talking about Lamar Jackson. And his, like, there are people who will defend him to the death about he's an elite passer. And I'm like, no, he's not an elite passer. Not, not, it, not at all. Like, he's not in the category of Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, even Deshaun Watson, 
Justin Herbert, like, and I wouldn't call Justin Herbert elite yet because he's only done it for one season. Right. Josh but Allen. you don't need to be. You don't need to be. That's what. Why? Why does he have to be something just because it's a good, a good trait to have as a quarterback? Tom well, that, Brady. Tom Brady doesn't have the best arm, and he's not the most mobile. He's the best quarterback for his team and in the NFL you don't you don't have to be all these things that you you know that if you told me and you know how much I love Josh Allen and all the respect in the world to Aaron Rodgers talent and I understand all the championships Tom Brady's won but you've always asked me if I could start an NFL franchise with one quarterback today who would it be and I say Lamar Yep. But that doesn't mean that I'm saying that he's something he's not. And that's the point is that what you can you can say it, it like in that it's like people who will defend Lamar Jackson to the death and his passing will turn around and say like, oh, you guys are just haters. And, and I'm like, no, man, you can simultaneously say that Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but not an elite passer. Like, because he brings a different set of skills to the table. And they're like, look at his completion percentage. Well, so much of it is is based upon his ability to run the football and where defenses have to play uh, differently. And he's throwing to guys, yes, he hits some uh, tight windows, all of that, because he's an NFL quarterback. He's not a bum passing the the ball, but is he in that elite company of passers? No, that's and what. The, and that's what I worry about is true. that people is that people who think you say he's not an elite passer that he's not an NFL quarterback. Like there's a difference. There's a difference. Baker Mayfield is not an elite uh, passer. He's not. He's not. Okay, Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback. But he's not an elite passer. And there not are, all elite passers are elite quarterbacks. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. Jay Cutler was an elite passer. Carson he Palmer. Elite passers. Yeah, Come, this Mark Bulger. Like, there, there's yep. guys who, who have ridiculous arm talent or a quick release or perfect spin. Um, but it doesn't, but maybe they can't put it all together. What's funny is we have controversies surrounding the word elite and a Baltimore Ravens quarterback. Like we didn't spend 10 years debating Joe Flacco, who was literally the exact opposite. Yes. He and, had an elite arm, but elite. he wasn't an elite quarterback. Right. So it, it's, it's just funny that the city of Baltimore continues to be embroiled in this. Like is he or isn't he, but he doesn't need to be anything. All he needs to do is win. Lamar Jackson is a winner, and that's why if 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 I was starting an NFL team, first pick, round one, you give that to <laughs> Ralph. Ralph's picking Lamar Jackson, and it's hard. So, okay, I would pick Lamar Jackson, right? I would. But, but if you had the second pick and he was off the board, I'm pick- you're going Herbert, right? Okay, no, I would draft a different guy, but this guy's not available <laughs> right right now. Technically, I would draft Deshaun Watson second. Oh, okay. Or, actually, I would probably draft if I had the first overall pick, and he and the legal issues were not out outstanding. Like I knew for sure he was going to be available, right? Yeah, I would take Lamar Jackson with my first. I'm sorry, uh, Deshaun Watson with my first overall pick. Okay. Because I think he offers 
75% of the value with his legs that Lamar Jackson does, but his upside passing is is higher. And he got that fourth quarter unquantifiable magic. Ex- exactly. And yeah. but but do you agree with the premise though that Lamar Jackson is Russell Westbrook in terms of how people will like if you start talking about him and his skills, you will start a fight because Russell Westbrook was bad last night for the Lakers. Four for 13, their opening night versus the Warriors. Brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. But then people are like, see, he's a bum, Westbrook. And like this dude has an average of triple-double three out of the last four years, most triple-doubles in NBA history, and one of the greatest like five or six point guards in, 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 a, in NBA history. Like it's 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 like people can't see that. Yeah, um, I don't know if we. So I don't. I just don't think we have enough of a track record with Lamar. I mean, we we might. We're, you're starting to see a playoff narrative develop around Lamar Jackson. Um, but none of the other top quarterbacks won playoff games earlier than he did. Right. Like right. Isn't that the funniest thing? Isn't that the funniest thing that like that it, if you haven't reached the playoffs yet, you don't have the opportunity to to get that like can't win the big one. The thing that Peyton Manning used to have on his head. Dude, he won his first Peyton Manning had that on his head forever. Right. He won his first playoff game at 23. Right. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers didn't win. Till he was like 27. And he gives he gives a team the best chance to win, and that's that's why I like him. I don't there. There's a lot about his game that could improve, um, but he gives you the best chance to win. He extends drives. Him combined with Justin Tucker is the most ridiculous combination because all he's got to do is extend a drive enough to get you within like fifty five yards. Yeah, sometimes sixty five. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. Point in Lamar's teams are first place every year. Screw being an elite passer if you can ball out the way he does. All you have to do is win. That's it. And I, so when we're talking about Russell Westbrook, everyone who has ever been better than him is allowed to have an opinion, I feel like, on what he needs to do to improve. NBA fans are going to have an opinion on him regardless, but like there's only in any given year, like nine, 10 guys that are better than him. Anybody who's at the NBA level that's played with him thinks he's like this, the model for preparation and for hard work. He misses a lot of shots. We put up with that in Allen Iverson. We put up with that in Kobe. Um, He's not the best shooter. He's not the best half court player, but he plays hard. He gives you more of a chance to win than if you, didn't have him on the court, but I agree. I agree with the comparison in so far as it's really hard to bring up either Lamar Jackson or Russell Westbrook's name without getting into a debate really hard. <laughs> and I'm in it for the, but in the NFL, in the NFL, I, I put way more value on winning than I do in the NBA. In the NBA, I just want to be entertained. If you go out there and you stuff the stat sheet every single night, and your team loses, it's not 100% on you, and and you're not trying to, like, have GOAT status if you're not part of, like, the whole LeBron, you know, or if you're not in the MVP debate, all I care about is, you know, did you give me a good show? That's it. Um, and he always is, is good for a good show. Win or lose, bad stat line or good stat line, he's out there and he's, he's playing his ass off. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I'm having a hard time wrapping around uh, my mind around the idea that NBA is already – 
underway. <laughs> yeah, dude, th- this was quick. So the Lakers won the championship 52 weeks ago, dude. 52 weeks ago. And there's already been another <laughs> champion. season in between. <laughs> yes. That's wild, dude. Absolutely so, wild. Real quick, though, before we jump on to the next topic, just so that it's out in the world, who is your Eastern Conference, Western Conference representative that's going to come out this year, meet the NBA Finals? Lakers Bucks. Okay. Who you got? <sighs> Warriors Bucks. It's hard, dude. I. The Warriors are gonna have a real shot, bro. That that team is gonna be ridiculous. Um, yeah. Are the Suns a top four seed? Because that's a that's another thing I see a lot of people saying that they'll be a five or six, the way that Miami was. Mm, no, jeez, uh, oh, because you have the Lakers, Warriors. Who else is in the West? Uh, the Clippers are going to be lower than they were last year. Damn. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Denver's going to be lower. Denver's the team that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, so I I think they're going to be three through five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think they'll threaten. I think they'll threaten. I do acknowledge some of the fortune that they had last year, just not all of it. Yeah. They were beating the Lakers when Anthony Davis went down. (sighs) Nobody pays attention to that, Ralph. (laughs) Nobody pays attention to facts. Nope. Looking for a way to make quick cash? Making cash with DoorDash is super easy, guys. I love driving around my town, and now I can do that and get paid. Not to mention the sign-up process was so easy. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt, former Tennessee head coach, is paying attention to, to the facts. And Ralph brought this to my attention. So I'll let you explain to the people what, what happened after Jeremy Pruitt got fired from Tennessee and a bunch of their other coaches after finding out they were handing bags of money to recruits in McDonald's bags. All right. Among other things. And the McDonald's thing, like I think sometimes you hear stories and you're like, is that true? This one is I like from it's an actual from the source. Yes, it's a fact. This is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is they were 100 percent putting money in McDonald's bags. OK, so let's not try to say like, oh, well, I want to hear the other side of the story. There is no other side of the story. <laughs> McDonald's doesn't give you cash. <laughs> And even when McDonald's gives you cash in the Monopoly game, it's rigged. Definitely watch that documentary. It's incredible. But like, oh my god, bro, that was <laughs> that 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 one. When I learned how um, how shady that these dudes were, I was like, bro, this is a mess. But yeah, yeah. So that definitely happened. That's one thing that should get you fired for cause. It didn't help that they were bad because we see Arizona State University embroiled in scandal right now, but people weren't as upset about it when they were five and one, and they're definitely more upset about it now that they're five and two. Um, that's the type of thing that you see at the University of Tennessee is they weren't winning and they were cheating. And the, the fans had already been given too much power in their ability to get rid of Greg Schiano before he ever really had a chance to take the job. So the fans already feel like they and, and Tennessee fans, as you may have noticed last weekend, they're a handful. <laughs> they're, oh, God. Yes. They're, they're a wild bunch. And so, you know, the, the fans were really excited to have Jeremy Pruitt in. But then they don't win. They have a bunch of transfers. They get embroiled in scandal. He gets fired. To Tennessee fans, he's a dead man. Like, he he shouldn't even be raising his voice above a whisper. But he wants to try to recoup some of the money that he's not getting because he was fired for cause. So he's kind of embattled with the university right now. And his lawyer, and you got to help me out with this, George, because I don't know the law very well. His lawyer basically came out and said, like, hey, if we need to make this ugly, we'll make this ugly. We'll let you know about all the improprieties going on throughout the entire school, including with the basketball team and Rick Barnes. And (laughs) he's like, I'm either pay me my money or I'm snitching fam. I'm telling all I'm giving up all the tea. That is 
So are can you, you pro can you that explain move, to me like against? legally? Can you explain to me how that's not blackmail? That's extortion. Extortion. Pay yes. me money or else. Correct. What's the difference between extortion and blackmail? Blackmail is when you say basically you need to do what I like. You have a piece of damaging information, and you, it's more about control, really. So in order to keep it covered, well. The, I don't know. They both feel like the same thing to me. Either way, no, 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 it feels no, no. like a they crime. Are, they are very sim- okay. similar. Like we're talking uh, slander and libel. Okay. Okay. So anyway, this what what is happening right now through Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer feels illegal to me. If it, it yes. feels like it's not a thing that should be allowed, um, but they've already issued that statement to the point where Rick Barnes, who never says a bad word about anybody, came out and he basically said like, "Hey, they've." They're having to clean up your mess. I welcome the NCAA to come and look at my program, but they're out here trying to clean up your mess. And then even Phil Fulmer, who, you know, made the decision to hire Pruitt and then stepped down after all this stuff happened. He said, this is 100 percent. Jeremy Pruitt did this. And now he's having a hard time accepting the reality of of reaping what he sowed. So it's getting ugly between University of Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt. I wonder where. I mean, is this just a last ditch attempt to get him some some money? Is he getting bad advice from a lawyer who's going to get to take a, a percentage of that? Because I, I feel like the part of me feels like the further he takes this, the more he'll never coach again. But another part of me watched Sark get a job after suing USC, like mm. a major job. So but Sark didn't give people McDonald's bags full of cash. Yeah, he see he was suing on the grounds of like the Americans with Disabilities Act based upon him having an addiction. Which it is its own giant debate. <laughs> I'm assuming that we won't get into today, but I just ha- what do you think about this strategy of trying to scare Tennessee who's already in trouble with the football program trying to scare Tennessee into getting some of that buyout money that he shouldn't be due because he was fired for cause. Dude, people will do anything to get money. Like we've, we've seen that if they think that there is like their frivolous lawsuits happen every single day. If they see an avenue to get some money, then they will do it and not take responsibility for what they've done. They're like, oh, yeah, what do you uh, mean? I was just I was doing my job. I was doing the best thing that I can do for this program is to get recruits. So now you're going to fire me. This the thanks I get, (laughs) dude, he is going to cause like he's the guy that ends up losing relationships and friendships in the coaching circles because they're like, nah, nah, fam. I, I'm not fooling with 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 you because you the kind of guy that if you find something out and stuff goes left, then you go in the snitch and you don't want to be around those kind of people because they will always, 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 always save themselves before doing the right thing by everybody else. Should Tennessee have paid him to keep it quiet? Paid him a million dollars, two million settled, bro. He. First thing is the answer is no, because they probably being the way Tennessee handled things, they already reported all this stuff probably anyway. 
And the second thing is, if he is threatening this now, do you think that he's the kind of person that's going to keep quiet? No. no. When 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 people come to blackmail you or extort you, they usually don't come one time. They say they're only coming one time, but then they come come back like, hey, yo, uh, remember that thing? I'm going to need you to come back. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I don't know everything about what's going on at Arizona State University, but I've, I've certainly heard that prior to stuff coming out, out there, that there were conversations about like if you don't want this stuff to come out, then X, Y, Z, and that's kind of the way that I think that if somebody, somebody is willing to hold your feet over the fire to get something done, they're not gonna destroy that. They're gonna, they're gonna hold that over you until they have no reason to continue to do so. And, and when they have no reason anymore, they might just let the cat out of the bag. And so, you know, I don't, I don't think, do you think Jeremy Pruitt actually has anything or do you, another Mm. question is people affiliate people's lawyers with them, but there's a lot of stuff a lawyer will do that you never would have. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll convince you to do it and say, this is good for your case. This is the best thing for you. And yeah, and you may not be down with it. So I don't know what's up with this dude, but yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I don't know what's up with this dude. You had Donald Trump, who is off of Twitter and is still making news and making waves. Uh, He puts out these statements on this uh on this letterhead, who does he put the statements out to? First thing, I I, I keep wondering this. Like, who is he sending these to? Are they master in, in, a master list of um yeah a master list of 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 media? So it just like is attached as a PDF and then it's blasted out to media all over the country. So my question: so is the media then putting it out for him? Yes, because they want clicks or because. They are just like it, it would be it would be propagandist to not put it out. He's a former president of the United States of America issuing a press release. It is. I don't care what anybody says. It is newsworthy. And if you work in the news and the former president of the United States sends you something uh, that is a statement to a relevant topic at any other point in history that's something that you publish to not publish it would be to to say that you are um you have decided unilaterally for the public and not every media person is going to do this so most people just go along with with the crowd but you can't decide unilaterally for the public what is and isn't news you, as a private company okay. twitter can take away donald trump's access to to their part of the public forum but if you work in news george you're you're te- you're technically dabbling in journalism and news breaking if george kliavkov sent something to you directly that he wanted your platform to hear you're probably going to publish it regardless of whether it says like f oregon or something mm. like if it's if it's something that goes against your personal beliefs because he's the commissioner and so I don't have an issue with media members putting out the statements of the former president of the United States of America and then judging those statements on their own merits which are almost always batshit crazy. Yep. So here is what he said after Colin Powell died because first thing is, oh well, actually, 
we'll we'll get to the second part about him actually dying after. But statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. Wonderful, wonderful to see. Wonderful to what the hell? What word was that? Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes. But anyways, may he rest in peace. You are a okay. And now this brings up the 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 question is so obviously Colin Powell sat up there and talked about weapons of mass destruction, right? Which there turned out to not be as it related to President Bush and and all of this stuff. Like there was some a lot of mistakes made surrounding the Iraq war by every single president, including President Bush, who got us in, in into the war. So by every single president, Trump, Obama, Bush. Now Biden, all of them have had a hand in this. And this is a case of this brings the question, is it cool? Because when you go to funerals, people only talk about the good things, right? Right. So should you say the bad things at the funeral or should you just not say anything? And then also, what the hell is this statement? Because this is right back again, pointing the finger back at Trump. It's it, it's like, I hope this happens to me because it's like the M- Mariah Carey. And it all comes back to me. One hallmark of of a not good person is them s- spiking the football on somebody's demise. And that includes their literal demise, like their death. If you have somebody who is mocking the death or illness of somebody else based on the fact that they were enemies in life, that person is is as petty as it gets. And while a certain level of pettiness may need to exist in order to just be functional in society or, or to protect yourself from situations in which you've been hurt before, being governed by pettiness is is one of the worst possible human characteristics you can have because it, you get into that an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. You spend your whole life just poking out people's eyeballs. Donald Trump has never missed an opportunity when somebody he was an enemy with has passed away to make the situation about him to be like, ha I outlasted you. Um, it's gross. Every single time the people that follow him are willing to excuse it. People are guilty. I of thought stuff it was like fake, this. On- bro. I thought this press release was so wild that when I first saw it on Twitter, I was like, so soldier boy. Nah, nah, that's fake. That's fake. That's cap right there. On my own. On my mama, on my life, that's fake. Like, I thought that that was wild even for Donald Trump. 
the only reason that you could think that's fake is because you're not getting hit with the same stuff every single day to where we had become numb I must have to forgot. the wildness. Yeah, you had to have. You had to have because I read that and I was like, oh, I was wondering when this was coming. It got to the point for a while where I felt like I could predict exactly what he was going to say before he said it. If you go back, if you go way back in my tweets when he was running for president, he was getting hit really, really hard for being like anti Mexican, anti uh, Latinx, anti immigration. And it was on like May 4th. And I said, tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo tweet from Donald Trump is going to be wild. And the next day, he took a picture of him eating a taco salad in Trump Tower <laughs> and said, Happy Cinco de Mayo. It's just, you, you, you get to the point where he's so crazy all the time. And, I, and I, this is something that I expected. But at the same time, you, Hopefully, people have been free from his um, from having to hear from him daily for long enough that that can leave a bad taste in their mouth, that you can recoil from something like that. Because, first of all, calling somebody a rhino when doing like when hitting all of the liberal talking points from 2005. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what he did. He came out and he gave all of the liberal criticisms from like 0506 of Colin Powell, he he's only a Republican when he needs to be one. He criticizes other Republicans using liberal talking points, and he does it all the time. That's not to say that those criticisms aren't legitimate or valid, and you brought up a good point. Colin Powell dies. Can we talk about the fact that we were em, 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 embroiled in a, a war for 20 years on false pretenses that led to yeah. nothing but and death, despair, and destruction? And that's part of working in the government, too. Right. On some level, because he was protecting what the president was telling everybody else. And when you look at all the rest of the things that this man did, this man was a hero. He fought for our country, put his life on the line. He was a hero to little young black boys, all of this. And and people of color in general, that they could achieve different things, particularly in our military. And no, sorry, I choose to remember all the 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 500,000 good things instead of, yes, this one major mistake. But he's secretary of state. What is what is he supposed to do? Right. And but this kind of pettiness is a plague, George. It really is. I don't know if you saw this the other day, but John Hinckley, the man who attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Yeah. So he's free. Um, he's a country artist now or singer songwriter. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, hell. And he started a Twitter and he said like, Hey everybody, I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter. Now you can, um, access my stuff on Apple music and the replies. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of replies from, I'm assuming like, democratic socialists or liberals or people who just really hate Ronald Reagan and his policies were in his replies saying, Hey man, big fan of your other work. What? No, it was hundreds of replies like that. And it's just, I look at something like that and I just, I don't, I don't know what to say because it's, you know, accepting, accepting violence, or death or like celebrating bad things happening to people who you disagree with their ideology 
I mean, we're talking like th- th- this is the attitude of like revolutionaries, right? We're, yeah. we're fed up. We're sick of it. We're we're we've moved into a, a period of gracelessness and we need to further whatever our agenda is. When you start to see talk from Donald Trump, that's like, I'm glad he's dead. And then you start to see talk from people on the left that are like, Hey, I'm glad you're out. Good job shooting at Ronald Reagan. And obviously Ronald Reagan's not the only person that was affected by that attempted assassination, you know? Um, so it, there, when you start to see language, this is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like this. It, it really gets my anxiety up because it's like, oh, we've got people that are so far removed from grace and so wrapped up in their ideology that they're celebrating misdeeds and misfortune and death and attempted murder and all that. And these are the people that we got to go to work with. And these are the people that we got to hang. Like the, you, you're taking the civil out of a civil society 
And what's next is is probably bad. I think we're probably too fat and happy of a country for people to actually make any sacrifices to engage in any type of civil war. It'd be the first civil war in history with snack breaks. But like <laughs> we're on our way. We're not we're not headed to a more peaceful society. That's for sure. Oh, no, you are 100 percent right about that, bro. 100 percent right. Noom Weight uses psychology to help people everywhere learn about their eating habits. Eating is my love language? Yep, sure is. Uh, I say yes to seconds out of guilt. It's hard to say no to Aunt Jenny's banana pudding. Wait, I do what? Oh, fog eating happens to everybody. What the? We know. It can be a lot to take in. But with the help of Noom Weight, you'll learn the psychology behind your eating habits, how to change them, and get closer to reaching your weight loss goals. Sign up at Noom.com. Now it is time for Cancel or Consequence, where we tell you whether somebody is being canceled out in the world or they are receiving consequences for what they did. Do we need to cancel? Cancel? Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. So this is a press conference from Brett Bielema, head coach at Illinois. Here's what he had to say, and we'll see if this is okay. I just know this. As a head coach, you're only as good as your roster, right? I kind of learned that the first time I went to the Kentucky Derby, right? Nobody was betting on the jockeys. Everybody was betting on the horses, right? So um, to win the Derby, you got to have the right horse, and, and um, I think our players – uh, are, are going to be a reflection of what our program stands for. And, and um, you know, I, I stood at the front of the room last year when I took over and said everybody is invited back because of COVID. They gave me the opportunity to do that. But as this roster continues to transition, um, I've got to make tough decisions. Players have to make decisions. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the roster is going to have to change to get to where we want to be to win a championship. So I recognize that probably uh, midway through the spring last year, through the summer, um, just certain positions haven't uh, – uh, maybe played out the way they envisioned them to. Um, in particular, the offensive line, I don't believe we have a player in the two deep um, uh, that, that they've recruited here over the last three years that is really significantly doing anything for us uh, in the playing department. That's a, that's a major concern, right? So uh, that's something that we have to do. Um, uh, top two quarterbacks that have played to this point are both transfers, right? Um, so there hasn't been any development uh, at that position that, that uh, is significantly playing right now. Um, Isaiah was that guy, but he's obviously playing a wider position, wide receiver position in Deuce. So defensively, we knew there was going to be an evolution just kind of on the style of defense that we played. Uh, we got to definitely get a lot of uh, bigger bodies, I believe, up front to get what we want to get done to play in this league at a, at a consistent level. So uh, there's, there's things that we're uh, definitely evolving every day. And as a head coach, I think I have to prioritize my recruiting. All right. So you heard that. What was your immediate reaction? He's, he said what he thinks. He, he thinks his team stinks. And uh, the only thing that was kind of jarring to me was that the, that the teams is only good as, as the players, because then he went on to talk about development so, like, obviously, coaches do have a job, and it is developing players. And so you can't acknowledge that development's part of your job and then acknowledge that you're only as good as your your roster. Like, it's your job to build your roster up. As far as everything else he said, um, dumping on the defense and the offensive line in particular and talking about the quarterback position, I guess I've just heard this in private enough Um 
to where it was like, oh, he's just saying the thing out loud. What was the key word in that sentence? Private. Private. Are you supposed to be honest and real about your conversations with your staff and all that stuff about your roster? Absolutely. 100%. But the fact that he sat there and dumped on his players when he's the multimillionaire coach, he's supposed to be the guy that is charged with development. That's his job. It's not anybody else's job. So if the players in your second season haven't gotten any better, you suck. Granted, granted, there is an element of you do have to have better players to beat better teams. But did you hear Mike Stoops over at, at Kentucky with his roster complaining about his roster? Do you hear Matt Campbell making any excuses while this this year compared to last year? Buddy, you and I, you and I have done all this talking that Brett Bielema is doing for the University of Arizona. It hasn't been Jed Fish. No. But you know he knows. Yeah, everybody you know knows. He knows. You, and, and you had people carrying his water. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about, George? He just He's just being honest. Isn't this what we want from our coach? How? Oh, all right. Now, I, yeah. now, now, what if, what if one of the players came out and was like, hey, you know, Brett, Brett Bielema, he drinks a lot. He drinks a lot, maybe a little bit too too much to be a head coach. Imagine if somebody said, "Oh, that's said, a good question." That's and and really then good they question. were like, I "Thought of that?" Yeah, but that's true. It's true. So you know, so it's fair to question it. No, man, that would be out of bounds for a player to say. This is so far out of bounds. A coach. I, actually, I talked to two coaches, and well, three, but two of them said that he should be fired. Two of them. They were like, that is so far out of bounds. And one of them, and then the other one said, that's just wrong. Like, you can't say that out loud about the players because they did not recruit themselves. Okay, yeah. And that and that's a big part of it. You blame the previous staff. It, it's a weird situation. So I, I, I'm going to give you He's two stories. He's deflecting, Ralph. Right. I'm going to give you two stories. The first one is my freshman year in high school, first year playing football. I never played football before that. So we're going through the tryout phase and they're, you know, it's not a cut sport per se, but they'll tell you if you should be playing or not. Yeah. Coaches being super encouraging and said that, you know, it didn't matter if you hadn't played before that they were going to teach you the game. Um, and there was a super smart kid, like nerdy indoor dungeons and dragons kid who was, you know, maybe six, two as a freshman look great physically in pads. His name was Richard Mansfield. And I remember one day after practice early on, maybe two weeks in all the coaches were huddled making roster decisions. And there's a vent in the door. And a few of us around the door could hear what they were talking about. And they'd been and and Richard Mansfield. He dropped a lot of balls in practice, but he never played before. And uh, and so they were very encouraging to him. They kept telling him what to do, you know, make the diamond snap your head around on routes, all that stuff. And and so, you know, we're listening through the vent, me and a couple other players, and they get around to talking about Richard Mansfield. And one of the coaches said, man, Mansfield sucks. And everybody laughed and the laugh went for like 35 seconds. And it was right then that like I realized, oh, shit, they talk differently about us. when We're not around. And I was 14. So like it it was a lesson. It was a lesson that I learned at the time. And it was it, it really made me look differently at the way that like coaches are coaching us 
but there's like an Ayn Rand self-benefit in it. Because if we do what they say, it's going to be better for them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they like us or that they care about us or they don't trash us in private. Fast forward to about three years ago, I am in a meeting uh, with Al Luganville, his who at the time was the head of player personnel um, development for all of uh, Arizona state. So they ran all the football operations through him. He, he was supposed to be in charge of like all the offers. And he had said that Herm Edwards took one look at the Arizona state roster when he came on to replace Todd Graham. And he's like, Al, I'm going to need your help to build this back up. So in a way I feel like that's saying what Brett Bielema was it was saying is. was it like there's nothing I took wrong one look at the- saying that there's okay. nothing wrong with him because it's the truth. But in that meeting, in that meeting, Al Luganville said something that I reported and then I got in trouble for reporting it because we're the media. We're the media and we're in this meeting. Did they expect us not to? I, I don't get it. But they said, you know, we looked at this roster and there were guys like Michael Matus, who is still a defensive lineman on Arizona State's roster. And they say to themselves, we would not have recruited him. He yeah. is not he does not fall in line with the vision of what we recruited. We'll have to see if he's any good. I reported that. I was like, you know, that when they came in, they, they looked at a guy like Michael Matusa and like, we don't like we don't like what we have at this position. We would not have recruited him. Well, the, all of a sudden, Arizona State University is reaching out to me and they're like, hey, we can't have that stuff be out there in the public. And it kind of backs up what you're saying with the, like, hey, yeah, you could talk like this. Um, but we we don't want people to know that this is the way we think and this is the way we talk because exactly. we don't want to embarrass our players because the the well, collateral damage from embarrassing your players could affect your recruiting and, and a lot more other stuff. But on its face, George, I listened to him and I just thought to myself, like, that's the way coaches talk. Yep. And, and but you cannot do that out in public, bro. That is just so far out of bounds. So far out of bounds, bro. Saying that there's nobody on our too deep on the offensive line who does anything for us. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, all right. So, oh, so the question is, is he being canceled or is he receiving consequences? I say he's receiving consequences. No, I, but nothing's going to happen. Right? I don't know if he's going to get reprimanded or, or anything like that. I think. If we weren't sensitive to this issue, it wouldn't be being brought up. And so maybe this is cancel culture. All right. Now it is time for the best of social media, where we literally showed you guys the best things from social media. Now, 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 here's the best of social media. And uh, first thing is is th- Ralph sent me this video and he said that this is me watching Oregon football games. Uh, I, I got to put this on a loop because it's so short. It's a man. It's a <laughs> video that's clearly um, like it looks like somebody is recording him from another room watching television and he doesn't know that he's being watched. I mean, re- regardless of whether it's a setup or not or a fake video, it's just the point of the video. That's literally me watching an Oregon football game when some or the Dodgers <laughs> when Gavin Lux dropped that ball in the, in the outfield yesterday. No, man. 
It's such a big mistake. Oh, man. You never like you feel despair, but you never actually get to look at yourself feeling despair. What a different that yeah. kind of guy kind of looked like Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. The long curly haired guy. Yep. Oh, but I have heard you like you and I have been mid sentence and you 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 make that exact noise. And you're, <laughs> and you're usually like 20 seconds ahead of me in the game. So then I always know something crazy is about to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, the next thing is Kanye West. Ralph is upset because he can't because he can't find what? anywhere to buy Kanye West masks. And Kanye's been walking around Earth like in prosthetics masks, in mummy masks, in like old school robber uh, uh, pantyhose mask, <laughs> you know, gold mask like like he's in uh, Squid Games. Are you with the fashion mask? Uh, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I do know that um, sometimes, sometimes you get so far. Oh, man, this this is going to be a wild comparison. Buckle up. Sometimes, you know, you have the far right and the far left, but the further away they get, the more you realize it's a circle. Yeah. You start to get close to each other again. I'm watching one of the richest, most well-known men in one of the freest countries on the planet go full self burka. <laughs> like this is the result of ultimate freedom. Is is to cover is, yourself uh, up fully? Yeah, is like is a to salute put a mask to on. the to the to the denial of. To, to the denial of freedom. I'm like, how do we get this free? <laughs> you know that people are going to start rocking masks, right? Of course they are. And honestly, like, who cares? You're at least, and hopefully, maybe it'll be some of the people who won't mask up now just with the cloth masks. <laughs> what if it takes Kanye? What if Kanye saves the world because he slows the spread because people go out wearing pantyhose on their face? That's funny. Well, just he's playing four dimensional chess, trying to save the world. Just as long as they don't rock his new haircut, dude. His new haircut looks like when guys who are bald try to shave their own bald head, <laughs> and it, and you see patches sometimes because they were in a in a big hurry and they were like, "Yo, I can do it in two minutes," and they're like, "I didn't miss a spot," and then they find out you missed hella spots. I, uh, I've never seen anything like this before. It's like one of the, one of the constants of fame is like pristine hair. Yeah. So this is, I, I honestly, I don't know what he's doing because here. It's not cut into a design. Like, it's not like it's parts. Not really. The place. It looks like Pangea. He looks sick. He looks sick. All right, kind of like you, but but you look like you got burned off. You look yes, like an old Jim, what Jim Carrey like. in Living Color or Mad TV. Old Jim Carrey, Mad TV. Yes, Fireman this looks Bill. like a fire accident. No, you are one hundred percent right, and maybe that's the official haircut of the Dome to School. Which I will was people to, do this? Yes, they will do anything. People will do this. Yes, oh. um, yeah. I heard you mention the Dawn to School. I'm excited. My to have another okay, educational so, option, and so so I saw this over a year ago, and I told my wife and my and my son's mom, 
and because one of my sons is musically inclined. So I was like, yo, maybe we should put him in the in the new Kanye school. And they were like, hell no, hell no, hell no, <laughs> hell no. And now I'm like, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea, pal. I'm just saying. All right. Next thing up. Ralph sent me this. This is a high school. So, you know, when you go to high school football games and the teams run through the um, and the teams, they run through a sign and the sign will say something. It's usually like, go Giants, go, go Cougars, mask, uh, Mustangs rule, trailblazers. Sometimes, sometimes it'll be uh, trash talk to the other team. Yeah. And this one is the the sign says sniff sniff dollar sign privilege no sorry sniff sniff you smell that dollar sign privilege dollar sign are you in with this bro that's the school next to my house that school butler high school is three miles from me it's in like a uh, I know this isn't like a grown man word that you're supposed to use, but it's in a very cute neighborhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's cute. It's quaint. It's trendy. Yeah, no, it's like that's how probably a real estate agent is. A cute, hip, trendy, younger family neighborhood in it's South Soho. Charlotte. It's so it's Soho. Like like it gets called a name like so Soho. Oh yeah, and Charlotte has that. Charlotte has Noda, which is like North Davidson or something. I, I don't. I hate all that. South Park did a really good job of making fun of people with the abbreviated town names and stuff. But it it's not poor. <laughs> like it's not so it it's not a pot kettle situation. But it's like hey, you, you, Charlotte is Charlotte has some poor areas in New York. Yeah, you're not one of them. Um, but again, so I was in Arizona this last weekend, and I was at a Chaparral High School, which is in one of the wealthier neighborhoods in Scottsdale, Arizona, and they were playing against Brophy, a private school in Phoenix, and the Chaparral kids got a daddy's money chant going in the third quarter. Ooh, and I, I, I was like, like wait one. wait a minute, though, but like Chaparral, again, like one of the richest neighborhoods in the state. <laughs> and so, and then I come back to, to, to Charlotte, and I found out this happened on Friday, and I'm like... First of all, let's just address the fact that the cheerleaders did this. So if if you are if you are a parent of the other team and you're and you're you, you're the rich dad and you're like they're they're chanting daddy's money or hmm, you smell that privilege. Are you offended or are you uh, poking your chest out? What is there to be offended by? I like that. <laughs> okay. Prime, prime, prime example. When, whenever I go do a radio show with Petros Papadakis. Okay. He knows my kid goes to, he knows he goes with school he goes to. And he's, and he's like, and he's like, oh, did you fly over here on the Sierra Canyon plane? <laughs> okay. Okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like them, bro. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, a uh, super wealthy man. I just don't, I don't understand. Like I don't like live I, in a $5 million house. Like you've right. been to my house. Like I have a nice house, but I, but I don't live in a mansion. I've just never understood 
the money thing as an insult, but I've never been on the other side of it. So I don't know. So like, okay. I remember, I remember the high school that I went to, there was this controversy because the rival high school was saying stuff like your dad mows my dad's lawn. Right. Ooh, okay. Right. Like See, okay. that's out of pocket. Yeah. But the, but the, the return like thing of making fun of them would be like the daddy's money chant. And the people at the school with money would say like, but they make fun of us too. And it's like, yeah, but it's like making fun of somebody for having a nice car. Like, I don't, it, it's not really. Oh, 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 it, you came like, over here in a million dollar car. You came over here in a Bugatti. Yeah, right. Like, it's like, it's like, hey, we, yeah, we call this guy Jordan because he owns a bunch of Jordans. What a loser with all his Jordans. Yeah. Like, if you were the guy with the Jordans, what would you have to be offended by? Yeah. See, they're not okay. punching down. I don't know. I, so see, I, if okay, I was a dad, see, see, if I was I a dad sending this. my kids to the Catholic school and I saw that sign, I'd be like, those cheerleaders are going to get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. that's the extent of it. So for OK, so I went through this, right? Because I went to a private school when I was in, in high school for two two years and then all through middle school. But I was there on scholarship, dude. Like, I didn't come for money at all, bro. We did not have money. And it was interesting because guys on my team at Oregon, they'd be like, oh, man, you rich, rich, rich kid. You uh, you uh, came for money. You ain't got no grind. Like, And I'm sitting there like, I should be, I should respond like, do you think that I would be ashamed of coming from money? I wish I came from money. I wish that everything that you said was true. I wish I had a mansion growing up. I wish I had a pool. I wish it because I would be like, you goddamn right I am. I would have been, I'd have been never, there's no okay. shame in that. So the real question then is as a parent, if your kid pulled this, if your kid pulled this, what do you do? Nothing. What do I'm you fine. say to them? Nothing. You're no. so you're fine with your kid making fun of somebody else's like economic state. Privilege is kind of a loaded word, so oh, I can see oh, that getting. Yeah, yeah. See, what, yeah, would have been. Yeah, but they, but they specifically said what kind of privilege it was. It's a money privilege. <laughs> sniff, sniff. <laughs> the idea of a cheerleader just spending a half hour, perfect handwriting, writing "sniff, sniff" in all caps has me entertained. I. Uh, hopefully the Charlotte Mecklenburg school district, hopefully they don't come down too hard on, on those cheerleaders, but yep. uh, it definitely has the whole town talking. Absolutely. All right. Um, you guys, that is right. or wrong for the day. I'm George Reiser. He's Ralph Hampson. Peace out. Catch you guys on Friday. Learning to ski. Keep in mind these helpful tips. Start on smooth, easy slopes, bend your knees and always look up. Not down, that is up to Alberta, Canada, where your unsightly tumbles are a thousand miles out of sight, surrounded by skiers you'll never see again, and the breathtaking beauty of the Canadian Rockies. Plan your trip at TravelAlberta.com. Learn in Canada. Impress in California. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.